Hi guys, this is Karan Gurbaksani. Welcome to Life, Love and the Arts, the podcast. Today we have Aisha Kanga, our guest, who's probably one of the most sought-after commercial models in the city, maybe in the country. And she's going to shed some light on the world of modeling, how she got into it, how she's dealing with it, and how you could also maybe do the same. Thank you. That's such a sweet introduction. So just like really quickly, you've always had an interest in the arts because I know you went to NID and you did design, graphic design, right? Yeah, I've always thought I'd be an artist or a designer of some sort. Like it, I never thought I'd model, but I definitely knew I'd be inclined to doing something creative. But yeah, NID was always the goal. It just always was. I think since like the 10th standard, I was like, man, I gotta go to NID. It's gotta happen. But yeah, but modeling just never, I never thought about it ever. So that just sort of happened, like you just fell into it and you got a little lucky and it just sort of happened. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. It didn't just sort of happen, but like I got fired from my first graphic design job and I was very upset. And uh, in NID, I had this photographer friend who is now a very, very successful fashion photographer. And so he told me that, hey, you don't have a job anymore and you're very tall and thin and your agency is... There is this agency in Bandra, which is where you live. Why don't you just apply to them and do this? And so I did. And that's that's pretty much how it happened. I mean, it, that's not a cool story, but it just... It, the fail of design led to, like, modeling, I suppose. So did that happen immediately? Was there, like, a little in-between period where you were kind of depressed? Or, like, did you just pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and then go again? It happened over a few days, actually, over a few days of being fired. So it there was no time to like to bitch about everybody <laughs> at the job. It just kind of like it happened. And alongside there were emails being sent and photos being taken. Wow. Okay. So it was a very pick. Yeah, it was a quick pickup. Hmm. So kind of like a little whirlwind yeah. of emotions. Then. Yeah, not well thought through mm-hmm. pickup, yes. But, but yeah. I guess it worked out best for everyone. It worked out. How strange it worked out. Yeah, it yeah. Worked out. And is this friend, uh, by any chance, is that you're speaking about Ishan Nair, the photographer? No, it isn't. But he's also a very close friend. This friend is Gaurav Ganguly. He's done some gorgeous photos uh, with me in the past. Okay, because I, I think Ishan is also coming on the podcast later, so I thought that would be like a cool link to make. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. He's such a cool guy. He'll have so many fun things to tell you. Um, I'll leave it all up uh, for the mystery. But yeah, yeah, he's so fun. Did your personal life in any way get you involved in, uh, you know, like a career in the arts? Or was that something you explored completely individually? How did that happen? Like, were your family in, in any way into artistic pursuits? So that was something I definitely individually explored and found for myself. I, I mean, my family is not very artsy or very creative. It just kind of happened because I really liked to draw and discovered that I was really, really good at it and that I would spend 90% of my time just sitting cooped up in my cupboard and like drawing things I saw or crafting or making things or stitching something on a shirt or it just really stemmed from there of wanting to to constantly spend time doing something creative or other. That's really how it just happened. Yeah. So really, I thought I would do that for the rest of my life. I thought I would just draw for a living and sell paintings and make money. But that hasn't happened yet. Maybe it will. <laughs> that hasn't That's happened. the dream. Yeah. 
maybe soon. So that's definitely something you're um, looking forward to. Maybe dabbling into again once the time is right, or once you have some extra time on your hands. Oh, definitely. And I'm going to use this modeling thing because now I have all these followers on Instagram. I'm going to use them to buy my art. Right. <laughs> So that that sounds awful. That's a great uh, (laughs) trick. (laughs) But it's a trick and I'm going to use it. And it's not really a trick if I'm coming clean, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I think think that's something um, maybe a lot of artists deal with is sort of um, like this imposter complex where they don't feel like um, what they're doing is worth it because maybe they don't feel they have the right platform or they don't have the right audience or oh my something God. like that. So. Story of my life. If if you had to describe <laughs> my relationship with creativity, this is this is it. Like that is what it is. <laughs> that was the yeah. that was the log line. Since you've gotten into modeling, um I just wanted to say is are any of the stereotypes with modeling true? Are there mean people are there really vicious people or has that probably changed or was that never really something that that happened as far as you know? So I feel like we always heard these things, right? Like from our yeah. parents' generation or from the mouths of our parents that we had heard that modeling was this way and that way and all sorts of things like that. But I mean, maybe that was in the past, but it's definitely less cruel. Or maybe I'm just, you know, I have the privilege of being with a really good agency or that I got to work with really cool people. But right. it isn't it isn't very cruel. It isn't it isn't half as cool as, as you you think it would be. A lot of the stereotypes do play in, but it's definitely brighter. It's they're they're more inclusive. They're looking at shorter girls or bigger girls. They're looking at longer careers and starting after college or starting after you've been married i mean it's it's looking bright so they're working toward it i think india as a country is a lot more forgiving to its models than abroad i've never worked abroad so i i have no idea but i think india is a lot kinder to its models they're more respecting of their older models because you know we respect old people yeah, in yeah. this country <laughs> and that just kind of works out modeling also they like a curvier girl because they look fuller and they look healthier. And I've been like, my agents are always telling me to put on weight and do this. And I will never hear that. You know, they're like, can't you eat more? This is such a good problem. And this and that. So like, it's it's really not half as good. What are the other stereotypes you've heard? Because I don't know what the other stereotypes mean about like modeling. Yeah, I think a lot of it is just people who are watching like, um, maybe like Devil West Prada or something. And they were like, okay, everyone's just straight up evil, maybe. So, yeah, this no. is like a good no, Mythbusters it's, it's, yeah. episode on modeling. Yeah, myth busted. No, first myth busted. No one is like Devil West Prada. And if they are, we have social media. Like, we can call them out on their bullshit. You know, we can just say, bro, like, what's going on? You know, chill out. I think, yeah, that's, that's an amazing point. That's something I hadn't thought of, actually. Yeah, we could just call those people out, you know. Could get a group. I've seen a lot of uh, creatives and models and all come together and have, like, their own little blacklist of, uh, at least abroad, like, the, there's been a lot of creepy photographers who've been, like, called out and the industry has sort of gotten them out of the... Uh, sphere of influence at the very least so i think it's moving towards a more positive place so i think that's great yeah definitely 
but I feel like we're a lot kinder in India than we are abroad because I'm not sure you're aware but right now I mean there is this model who runs a page called shit model management and it's it's huge um, she has an insane amount of following uh, and what's been happening over the past few days is that this person has just been calling out designers and photographers and casting people and models are sharing their stories about living with eating disorders and how their agents uh, yeah they, they they encourage having eating disorders and things like that. So what's been happening over the past week, at least you know, with models abroad, is that they've just come out, they're calling people out, they're tagging designers, they're asking them to change the standard series. So that's actually happening at least, which is really cool. But nothing of the sort in India yet, because for sure, for sure, it's, this is a lot more forgiving and it's a much kind of place to, to do any kind of work. In fact, when um, foreign models... Uh, grow up a little bit and they're not getting as many jobs abroad or they become slightly bigger or their agents back home are telling them that they look older they come to India and that's when they completely took care of their um, so that, that's actually something that you might not know about now you know. Yeah, no, that's pretty eye-opening. I know a lot of um, younger because I also do uh, photography I'm, I'm a DP otherwise but yeah, I've, I've noticed a lot of like European models and stuff on the younger side come here. But this is news to me, like a little bit. The older models from abroad come here. I think they feel more comfortable. That's what they're saying. So I think that's that's great. I think that's huge props to the Indian fashion industry. Then yeah, I'm really proud. <laughs> I'm actually so happy to be part of it. Yeah. So just since we're on the topic of social media, I think uh, and it's such a powerful tool nowadays. Have you noticed, you know, especially as someone who really puts themselves out there as a model, any negative side of it? Like, I know, like, sometimes on certain people's profiles, there are, like, really rude comments, and they're, like, trolls and bullies. And uh, do you have a nice, positive community on your Instagram page? Or how, how have you dealt with it, if not? So, for starters, I'm not really relevant for fitness at all. So, I don't really have too many people, like, <laughs> coming out and trolling me. <laughs> I mean, I've I've seen your face on quite a few billboards, but yeah. That, yes, that. But uh, but I would still never uh, admit to being relevant yet. Not yet. Uh, but um, I there's actually I I somehow I have built like this really interesting community of people who are like K-pop fans who are design aspirants who are artists, who are aspiring models, aspiring actors, actors, just a community of creative people, people who like craft and people who are interested in the same music that I am. And like, I can even recognize some of their names and things like that. We have conversations about stuff we love. And it's like this whole community of people just shit posting. And it's really fun. My social media is actually really fun. And the co- like we have conversations in the comments. It's a whole thing. And yes, I mean, there are definitely tools. There are every positive thing that's happening. There. Something negative must pop out of it, right? True. Um, yep. There are trolls. And there are people who say things like, you look like an African child and you look uh, sickly and your nose is too pointy and why do you have a Mickey Mouse forehead? And they say silly things. But I think the key is to troll your trolls back yeah yeah take the power and then oh my god it's so fun so I troll my clothes back 
and then they they become my fans because they're like wow we never thought a girl could be so badass and then they're like now ma'am I become your fan it's so weird like I don't understand it but like it works so now there are some crazy trolls who used to stalk me and it was very strange with them and now they're all like oh yes queen what's good what's up it's strange it's very strange so there is definitely a, but you know I mean other than this situation that I have going on I mean trolls on the internet are very real and they suck and um, we should talk about them more because they're definitely making a lot of very impressionable people's lives miserable and they really they have no business doing it um, fortunately I'm a lot older and I don't care as much but I know that people do you know friends of mine in the industry I know this bothers them and I know they they're very conscious and they think twice about posting they think twice about this thing they get a lot of anxiety and all these things so yeah they suck and we should we should call them out but uh, yeah you have one of the troll then they are fans and then everything is happening and then they listen to DTS for you and it's nice <laughs> so yeah. is that your favorite band BTS right now they have been my favorite band since 2016 okay i have been listening to oh, them for wow. too long they always put in content out there so easy to like um, but yeah i'm definitely they're definitely my favorite band and in life and will probably be for a very long time that's that's awesome that's a great do you listen to them do you do you know them do you i feel like them? i'm about to be converted like as we speak right now i haven't listened to bts yet but if you're saying they put out good content i'll definitely check it out i'll put it on my list you got to you got to you got to start with the wings album that's the one because they made this art album which i've never seen in my whole life and I, and i sort of like looked at it while i was in design school so this was a big thing like as designers in a design school so a lot of design kids and i really freaked out when we so when we watched the release album it was such a beautiful like such a beautiful experience so i think you might like that as a photographer i think you might like that that's actually interesting it can be your gateway k-pop yeah they probably got another fan <laughs> because of uh, aisha khan here we go <laughs> yeah <Not yet. laughs> Uh, I know you said it was like a bit of a whirlwind getting uh, into a modeling agency, but just for aspiring models out there, how would you describe the scouting process? I know you didn't get particularly scouted in the traditional sense; you went up to them yourself. But just if you could break it down um, in terms of what the process is getting an agency. So, I mean, there are two ways to go about it. One is to get scouted, and the other would be to just approach the agency that you like or you've stalked enough on Instagram and then fall in love with. So to get scouted really the only thing you have to do now that TikTok is banned is make your Instagram look very very cool and show yourself off you know show your skin off show your interests off you play an instrument put it up put it up there if you're a stylish lass then put that up there if if you're a stylish dude then put it up there if you're interested in whatever it is you're interested in i think making your Instagram look cool is unfortunately the the one the one thing you got to do to get scouted also if you follow all these modeling pages back i think well if you follow them to begin with I mean, there's a good chance they will stalk you you know maybe you could even dm them to get scouted but so there's that for sure having a good instagram always works cuz they can see you the other approach which is getting your own pictures taken and sending it to a bunch of agencies and meeting a bunch of them and seeing 
the right fit for you really the pictures are pretty basic they're very easy pictures you have to take pictures of yourself with no makeup on just front and side profiles and just tell them a little thing about yourself that's it it's it's pretty pretty basic but yeah not not too much to it this is yeah i'm sorry you guys i'm not being very helpful <laughs> but there really there's not no but that it. it is what it is so this this is just yeah, it yeah, yeah. yeah. no i think i yeah, think that yeah. i mean I, i'm sure some people have an anxiety towards approaching it so maybe um just showing it as plainly as it is would probably help someone so i think that's great works definitely definitely it's the, the it's the scariest thing to just go and approach someone and to write that mail and to make sure it's a good one but even if it takes you a week to just type in all the words and figure out exactly what you want to say and arrange the photos in a certain order it'll totally be worth it it's okay to take your time with things absolutely there is no rush you're going nowhere and the agency isn't either so um, take your time with it yeah, don't let it don't let it scare yeah. you guys Yeah, don't let it, don't let it freak you out. Yeah, yeah, because I think the fear of rejection is so big sometimes with some people. So it's good to sort of take it slow and take it easy. Because yeah. there's always like, not this agency, there's another one. And I think there's a lot of nice agencies out there now which have like represented models who are probably even doing modeling part time and stuff. So definitely, I was I started off part time modeling. I didn't start off like full blown into it. So yeah they're very okay with that and also these agencies are used to you know kids they're used to college kids they're used to kids needing to finish their exams they're used to your timeline so it's very okay to only be able to do this part time or to not give it your all and also to be afraid of rejection but it's really part of modeling rejection you're rejected from something essentially every single day and every time you go for a casting they're probably looking at 400 other people and they probably looked at like 100 other people before you've gotten any job that you do and you just have to think about like every day or every other day you have been rejected from something or the other and that's okay this is just this is how modeling is and it's just part of the process um the the sooner you can learn to love it and learn to trust the process and trust that something will happen and something bigger and better will happen for you in the future. I mean it's it really is just a process. I right. there is no like easy way to get into it really but it just you have to like love the process and be hopeful I guess. Yeah, I think that's a great thing about any um artistic process is you kind of just really have to give into it and you have to like accept the upsides and the downsides of what what you're trying to get into and sort of just go with the flow because yeah, yeah. it's so annoying yeah <laughs> it's so annoying <laughs> truly i think yeah it's the most annoying thing and you hate hearing that also like you hate that it's, you hate anyone telling you like don't worry bro the biggest like, there's more yeah, but, to come yeah. like just shut up bro <laughs> like shut up let me be sad about this yeah. no but that bro who's telling you don't worry bro there's more to come like that bro is right so you got to listen to that bro you know that's the bro who knows like you hate that bro and that bro sucks and that bro has no idea what you're like going through but but like he's got the right idea man like yeah for sure awesome but i think that is that the most stressful part of modeling it's not the cast i mean it's not getting an agency it's not the actual shoot it's the castings is that the part that's probably the scariest or the most stressful 
so castings are not really stressful they're pretty standard and if you if you modeled even for just 6 months you you would have forgotten by now the amount of castings or auditions that you've been for and they're all pretty much the same you just wait for your turn and then do whatever they ask you to do which is very basic they'll probably take a few pictures of you and then that's it that's literally it and like 90% of the time you will never hear from them ever again so no that is that is definitely not the most stressful part i think for a lot of people when they start out because nobody really knows you when you when you started out is getting your pictures in order and then waiting i think waiting is the most stressful part of modeling because you know you could be doing a job today but then you don't know necessarily when you're going to be booked on to your next job and sometimes it can be 2 months away and then it's 2 months of going for castings and auditions constantly up bettering yourself doing test shoots putting yourself out there and not actually getting any work and like i think struggling with your mind is the most stressful because because it just is because waiting is annoying not having a fixed anything in life is annoying it's the life of a freelancer it's super stressful yeah, yeah, and with modeling it. it has everything to do with how you look and how you how tall you are or how nice your hair is i don't know so it's it's unfortunate it's, and most of these things are completely out of your control like you cannot help that you have grown to be 5 foot 9 and if you are not going to grow to be 5 foot 11 then that's just it right like there's not much you can do about it but now you have to suffer waiting 2 months with no with no work and you probably have rent and bills and emi and so like waiting really really is stressful because then you start thinking about oh my god am i never going to do a job again like should i just go back to my old job oh no i wish i got that degree and like it's that, that's that's the most stressful for sure i think i think you models unanimously can can vouch for this so castings are easy peasy yeah so that that in between is that in between yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah makes sense so uh, that's a great point but is that something you have to be aware of i guess you absolutely have to be aware of is the financial aspect of it you do need to sort of make a plan for that intermediary period where there's just so much uncertainty financially and maybe even mentally as to how you're going to deal with that break in between definitely how, how do you do it i just i just uh, i wallow in self pity and i complain to my friends and eat at home so that i don't have sugary bills it doesn't get any better like whether you're a successful model or not like you could be at the top of your game and not have a job for 2 months and like freak the shit out it's not going to it's it's going to affect anyone either way i don't know maybe someone can figure it out and let me know i have no idea how to do this i i need help like i am not Yeah. So if anyone's listening to this and has a way out, please find Aisha on Instagram and let please her know. Please let me know because all I do is sulk and I message my agency and I'm like, give me work, give me work. I need work. I'm dying. Like, please, I miss you. And then I like subtly like message them on Instagram and say, I miss you, Inega. Please work. I'm here. I'm here. I'm I alive. Exist. Yeah. I exist. <laughs> See me. Like cry, eat. and like watch netflix yeah i think that that's a lot of us it's helpful yeah. man distractions are helpful absolutely that, yeah. that's a good one distractions are so helpful you could really use a fandom a tv show or a distraction um to help this period 
but nothing else. I, I offer no other advice. Just since we're on the financial aspect, if um, have you moved out? Are you still? I know you live. You used to live with your mom. Maybe do you still do? Yes, I still live with my mom. So we live in Bandra. We live in a very cozy apartment with my cats. I'm definitely not moving out anytime soon, unless we find something. And I love. I mean, we have a cook. Okay, like there's a person who does the laundry. Like man, I've been away from home for way too long. I lived away for way too long. But now that I am home, it's been two years that I've been back home, and it is definitely a space I cherish. So I'm not leaving anytime soon. Like I have been gone for way too long. And that was when you were at NID, right? That's when you had to move out. That was when I was at NID. Yeah, and then I worked in Bangalore for a year. I was in France for another. So like, I, yeah. So I'm good with being back. I I think I left when I was about seventeen. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But invest your money models. It's okay if you aren't paying rent. Don't buy nice things and then buy a house someday. But that's great because a lot of young people are making a lot of money and and blowing it up. Every time you see them, they have the newest bags and shoes and all sorts of fun things. And and things feel good. Like I, I love things. Things are the best. But um, <laughs> but really, like I mean, this is going to go away soon. So. You know, invest it and do better things with all the fun money you're making. True, true, true. So it's good. Like you have a support system now. You're at home, so that 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 probably really helps. It's it's very helpful. <laughs> it keeps me in check <laughs> from making too many bad decisions, <laughs> too many bad online shopping but, decisions. <laughs> oh yeah, we've been there. All of us have been. There. Right? It's so Some hard not to. I think I have like. Then. Right? Oh my god. It's yeah. the worst, dude. I have like Universal every shopping problem. app in the country, and like at least two hundred items in every cart of every <laughs> shopping app. And like some some apps oh, wow. tell me that you have to remove things from your cart. Like this is not allowed. This is illegal. Like take stuff out of your cart. Like it's bad. It's so bad. Yeah, I thought I was bad, but I haven't reached that level where they force me to take stuff out of my cart. So. <laughs> You learn something new every day. Yeah, man, I'm learning to live with my shopping addiction, which is why I gave the advice earlier that I am not taking that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's yeah, never yeah. enough, right? Like oh, you can't have the worst. So the worst. Like you can't have enough t-shirts or shirts or tops or pants. It's just you always want more. Yeah, like because stuff is great and it's new and it smells good yeah, and absolutely. it's fresh <laughs> and. Exactly, it's the smell. I think it's the smell that gets us. Do you think they spray something? Do you think they spray like a new item smell on all of the clothes or shoes or whatever that they sell I'm you, sure. so that it just it just feels better? Hundred percent. I think so. I mean, um, I don't know if you heard about this. Like a few years back, I'm sure. Like when you open your new iPhones or Macs, everyone out there has like the box comes with a particular. Oh my god, smell. the smell! Yeah, I think there was someone That's who actually bottled that smell like a few years back and sold it at one of these Apple conventions. Like Apple new items. I am smell. going to buy that yeah. smell. Listen, I've been thinking about this. That smell is genuinely the best smell ever, and I could spray it all over my body. That would be the ultimate. <laughs> Dude, this I can almost taste that smell. Ever. The minute you said that, I could almost taste the smell. Could you taste it? Could you taste uh, yeah, that it's smell? Like right there, it's at the back. Of, it's at the back of my mouth. I can feel it right now. Oh my god, it's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> 
don't yeah. don't sink me down this road you know what i'm going to do after this podcast <laughs> like do, don't do this i should don't open your cart yeah this is cruel. Just don't open your this cart this is super cruel <laughs> yeah leave me alone god i apologize i apologize yeah, yeah you really should god <laughs> whole heart and apology to my end for tempting you um yeah but um since we're on the topic i think the elephant in the room sort of uh, obviously this whole pandemic or covid situation that we're all living through i think that's a great leveler because it's uh, shown people the sort of things in their life that are very transitionary and uh, the stuff they can definitely live without like you've said you can definitely live without all the online shopping that used to go on before so how but how have you dealt with that otherwise because i know it's hard to be stuck at home like i also still live with my parents and sometimes that gets really hard and mm-hmm. so is that something you went through yourself like obviously work was uh, short at least at the start of the pandemic and how were you dealing with that man i was not dealing i was definitely not dealing um but it was very hard and we were because i lived with my mom we were just not allowed to leave even to buy vegetables or to do anything so i think for the first 4 months i hadn't even seen what my lift looked like um but it was and for someone who gets particularly stressed out about not working enough i think that's most creatives not doing enough not working enough not being productive enough because you just can't it really really got to me and i was definitely not dealing i think in time getting used to the slow life and getting used to doing nothing and getting used to not having to be particularly productive to feel good were things that i discovered and then that led me to be more productive if it makes sense like slowing down and trying not to be productive and just trying to be slowly makes you feel better and then makes you want to do something whatever it is whether it's productive productive something or not we're definitely way more privileged than anyone to even be feeling like this but um but but that shouldn't make us sad either you know i know a lot of people feel very guilty about it but i don't think you should be guilty about it you should just um but i again have absolutely no advice to give i i for the first few months was miserable mm-hmm. um i hate doing the bartans man there were like <laughs> i didn't know my house had so many bartans to begin with oh yeah what a pain i think we and because i can't like cook soup Oh yeah, same here. I think we spoke super briefly at the start of the uh, pandemic for another yeah, project. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. 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 So yeah, you were complaining about the bartans even then. So it, it's still, yeah. and I was still complaining about the bartans. Still a very just, fresh problem. Yeah. Apparently, oh, I know. I know every nook and cranny of each bartan, like in my home. I know exactly where one part of it is slightly burned, and one part is chipped. Like it sucks. Okay, it definitely sucks. but um i think i needed it i mean i don't think everybody needed it but i think that i needed it to happen i think i needed nothing to happen for four months for sure because i had gotten very sick before the pandemic i had gotten so sick from overworking and traveling every second day to a different city and not knowing what my schedules were and very very long shoots and putting way too much on my plate and making too many social commitments and too many work commitments and never being able to say no to jobs um i got very 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 sick and i was sick for months nothing i did helped me and nothing i did made me feel better and i think it was just 
pure exhaustion from life and from work. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. And it's insane that I haven't been sick this entire time. I have just healed and I've never felt stronger and I've forgotten what it's like to be sick but but I think this this really was a wake up call for me to just chill out just overworking stop it. like yeah. just yeah. chill the heck out like mm-hmm. enjoy your downtime and stop trying to be overly productive all the time filling your plate up with too much and that that's sort of like a nice reset button so do you think that's something you've learned from this and you're going to take forward maybe you'll keep your schedule a little bit freer maybe you'll not pack it up too much oh no 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 i'm definitely i'm definitely not learning anything <laughs> i'm going to pack it up all over again right. i have a shopping addiction mm-hmm. i need to make some money like no <laughs> no but yeah this was a wake up call for yeah. sure this it was, was a, a well deserved break to take care right of back. your body mm-hmm. yeah yeah to just take care of yourself and of your body and to eat better and to sleep longer and yeah and just relax i think relaxing is also a go on What about you man what did you do over the the pandemic how do you feel what did you think helped you um i don't know if it really helped me a lot because <clears throat> this was the year i was really um, i just got out of film school two years back so oh. um yeah where did I, you I mean, go yeah i just i went to whistling woods which is in uh, mumbai itself oh yeah 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 so I just got out like two years back, and uh, before that, I'd done my bachelor's degree. So I, I feel like I was a little late to the game, anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the, and then you get out of film school if you don't know too many people. The first year is like pretty hard, and you, you know, you're kind of struggling with what you're trying to do and stuff like that. So I think the next year and like this year was really good. I'd say like comparatively, I was getting a lot of work and stuff. So it was a real big bummer for me to take a break from that because I knew once this gets over, in a way, like sort of the shoots restart. They're not going to need as much crew, and they're not going to be as many shoots uh, for people to even go to. So and that that's happened. So. luck but luckily i have um, fortunately still been getting work whether that's from home or like uh, little shoots outside of the house so i'd say it sucked but it didn't suck as much as i think it i thought it would have so i guess it, it kind of worked out in a way yeah i think it was good uh, to get a little downtime uh, because i also had fallen super sick in like feb march and then uh, i don't know what had happened to me but i was like completely out for like 15 days so it was good to get a little um time off and uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. reassess and i i got to like launch um a couple of other projects i really wanted to do like this podcast which i don't know if i would have been able to schedule um time for yeah so definitely I, i think yeah i think it it kind of works out if you make it work for yourself i think that's what i've sort of taken out of it and yeah it really is just a lot of the urge and then you doing it and not thinking about anything yeah. but that yeah. thing yeah. and, then and I, i feel like i was i am i'm still a procrastinator like big time yeah man same but what this whole pandemic has shown me without like the help at home and all of that is i do actually have a lot more time on my hands and i've been making use of because i'm doing like a lot of the house chores and still getting my work kind of done yeah yeah so maybe when we go That's back cool. to normal yeah maybe my time management skills improve hopefully damn sounds like a productive pandemic i don't know it doesn't sound too bad to me sounds like you learned yeah 
I learned, I learned a bit. Yeah. I mean, the big, I think the start just sucked for everyone because no one knew what to do and no one knew what to expect. And it was scary. It's still scary, but I feel like people are sort of, it's just a human condition to like take it in your stride. And especially like we speak about like the Mumbai spirit and all people just carry on with like, they just take it in their stride and they just move on. Like nothing's happening, yeah. which is scary in its own right. But that's just how it is. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because the first shoot I did after the pandemic ended and everybody was there. It was a full shoot. I'd expected that there would be fewer people and, you know, people wary of each other. But it just kind of started and everybody was very much back into it as if nothing like ever happened, um, except that everyone was wearing a mask. But um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the Mumbai spirit is real. Like <laughs> very very real yeah yeah, i think this has shown it more than ever like people just get on with it like they just don't have time to stop and think for too long so it's it's incredible yeah yeah man yeah so maybe you're not a procrastinator at all maybe like maybe mumbai is just too fast and like you're just a normal guy i think yeah now you know how normal you are I think that's a that's a no, good that takeaway from uh, yeah because I I feel that way. I think yeah Mumbai is a really fast city. I think even compared to like just cities in India, if you go to Bangalore, you don't feel this way. It's a oh my god, Bangalore is slow, dude. Yeah. Like it's yeah, it's mortifyingly slow. I thought I was really slow paced and really chilled out and relaxed because yeah. I felt like that in Bombay. But like the minute I mm-hmm. I went to Bangalore, I was like no no. No, 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 no. This is too hard. Too this is too hard. Like you're chilling way too. Hard. I'm I hard. I chill hard. This is this is insane. Yeah, I think especially for people who've grown up and like uh, lived in Mumbai. Like once, I think some people say like once you're in Mumbai, you can't go and live anywhere else. I feel like that's true. Yeah, yeah, I relate hard. Like uh, hard yeah, relate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. But it's it's such a nice place to live. So you know, it's all good. Yeah. It is, yeah. I think um, you can leave, but after some time, you'll always want to come back. So just like, I guess, before you even got into modeling, you acted a little bit. And now you definitely act. Like, you've gotten ads and you've uh, done stuff mm-hmm. um, for, like, quite a few big brands and with some big actors as well. So how has that happened? Is that something you always wanted to do? Or is that something, again, that just happened? So um, I think the acting that you're talking about that happened before um, I even went to design school was when I was still in junior college. So I went to St. Xavier's for junior college and they had this competition there called, I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but it's called Times of India Fresh Face or Clean and Clear Bombay Times Fresh Face. So they come to the colleges and scout you and like you have to show your talents and answer a few questions and things like that. And um, it's a talent competition right. and I won oh, and I wow. won the Bombay thing and then I ended up winning the whole India thing as well congrats um, very belated congrats and I play the guitar and I did a really bad job <laughs> so I have no idea how like that worked out but so that happened and because again it was the Times of India thing they literally pasted my photographs all over every single newspaper local or whatever and then you know casting people contacted me and because I was way too young I was like 16 my mom just handled everything so she was my manager yeah so she kind of handled everything and she'd like take me to the shoots so that's where like the Disney channel stuff happened and the channel V stuff happened 
and looking back at it now i it's just insane that i did all of that because i had to juggle this nid coaching class thing and juggle like 100% attendance at xavier's because they were super anal about attendance juggle traveling from bandra to to town every day in a train Oh wow. and also like your board exams yeah yeah and like 12 hour shoots like how did i do that i have no idea um so that that's that's the acting thing again like it just happened and i just went with it i am a firm believer that if something if opportunity knocks like you just answer you know no questions asked if an opportunity is coming your way you say yes and just enjoy it while you can it the acting thing was definitely that and uh, you know as a kid like i was always kind of into the performing arts i was always very loud and like noisy and i had no i was not shy or conscious of a camera or of people or it was very natural to be doing things like that i was not nervous or shy or so so i definitely enjoyed the acting bit but knew that i wanted to go to college and then that's when i went to college stopped every single thing focused on being a graphic designer did that got fired and then started modeling and now i'm acting again yeah. so uh, <laughs> it's, it's a cool a original journey. story it's a strange yeah. journey yeah but i but in a strange way being a designer has kind of helped with being okay. a model okay. and an actor how how has that happened i don't know man education helps like in whatever field like there's something about like a well like a good like an educated person you know there really is something about it i don't know but um, because i did graphic design i never had to pay for like a model shoot ever right right like a portfolio shoot i just like designed them myself and i did my own makeup and edited them myself and i don't know sort of art directed everything on my own so like i got a huge say in what i looked like to agencies or to clients because i just had all this graphic design skill and art direction skill and that general thing so it 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 definitely helps with image making yeah yeah my degree definitely helped with being a model because it's all about image making yeah i think even so, i even though i didn't do anything related to arts in my bachelor's degree was business but it sort of helps with the business of getting into mm-hmm. you know, art and how to make money with it and put yourself out there the marketing of it stuff like that so yeah i think there's always something to learn and apply in the future with something else so i think it's good yeah like you said just having a strong educational yeah, background definitely. will always come in handy yeah it always does and the older you are the better the more life you've lived the more places you've seen or the colleges you've been to i know people are obsessed with you and they fetishize you so hard but i could never pull off what i do now back at like 15 or 16 years old like i needed to be who i am today to to make your images and to be on those billboards and to give all you clients exactly what you want so so stop fetishizing you so much i get it you're pretty and you have nice skin but like there is a lot to be learned there's a lot to learn yeah yeah yeah, sure. yeah yeah i think yeah that that sort of that's a great perspective to have because i think people put like this or society puts like this barrier on everyone who's like okay if you haven't done everything by the time you're 30 and you're not super successful then uh, you've sort of failed at life and yeah super unhealthy and yeah it's not something that helps productivity at all i know i know and now with these creative degrees uh, there are a minimum of 4 5 years 
so by the time you're out mm. you already feel too old and i felt it as well because i also graduated just 2 years ago and i was like man how did this take so long um and then you you're, you feel like you're you're so new and you still have you need to flounder about for some more time you're already too old and it's just this struggle and you don't it, you don't need it 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 it's just useless and it's it's unnecessary i think it's there are all, all these ways to just be kinder to yourself and yeah yeah sure. one thing is just being smarter and being pleased with all your experience and being pleased that you have so much more to offer as a slightly older person in a field filled with babies <laughs> yeah 100% <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, do you plan on uh, just uh, since we're on the topic of acting? Do you plan on taking any further? I know you've done ads. Are you planning on uh, going into that a little more with like web series or movies? Or are you planning on taking that step? So, when are you like releasing this podcast? So, depending on when you're releasing this, I'm allowed to tell you what I'm going to tell you. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. Well, I think this will be out in. Uh, I've got like. couple of guests before this two weeks maybe okay two weeks two and a half weeks two and a half two and a half sounds yeah. good yeah okay two and a half sounds yeah, yeah by then i, I should that. be allowed to yeah. yeah uh i just got signed to do a netflix um web show and uh yeah i'm gonna be the lead so there are three main boys and wow. three main girls i'm really not allowed to talk about this this is illegal I know, yeah, like yeah. i just yeah. signed something but uh i'm going to be going to thailand later this year and we're going to be filming um something i, I just cannot tell you anything but we're going to be filming the mm, show they're very very excited about the show um it's a netflix original um, i'm Ooh, so excited so, to be part of it so um, some super exciting things on the horizon for you yeah super exciting yeah. things and it's going to be three yeah. seasons and Again, oh, wow. like I think that might have been illegal information. Not sure. <laughs> you can just cut it out. Let um, me know. But I think I'll always take some 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 of that. Redacted. Yeah. So that's that's definitely happening later this year and early next uh, year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, the acting thing is definitely making a comeback. Nice. Yeah. So that that's yeah, going. Let's see if I'm any good happen. at it this time around. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be fine. You you've already shared the screen with uh Ranveer Kapoor and I think you did a pretty good job, I think. Yeah. Was <laughs> He's so cute. Oh my god. It was so easy. It was so easy. I mean, you have such a cutie by your side. Is anyone really looking at you? They're only looking at the cutie by your side. Debatable. Debatable. But but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I know where you're coming from. No. Thank you, thank you for that. No, but he's such a cutie. Yeah, that so, was actually the most fun I've ever had in mm-hmm. life at work ever. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. Which yeah. is a milestone because work is not fun. Do you have fun at work? Do you have um, fun on set? I'm not sure. Like, do you? I, uh, in retrospect, yeah, sure, I have fun on set. Um, when I'm actually on. Yeah, because anything's better than being stuck at home. Right? Oh yeah, hundred like, percent. In life, yeah. Like, do you really? Yeah. Uh, I think because I because I hate being on set. It's just the most. It's just so frustrating to me. Everything's so late and everything is so delayed. And there's so many people touching you and like fourteen hours and twelve hours of just being exhausted and doing like fifty changes a day. I don't know. And it's not the time it takes to do the takes. But it's the time between the takes that takes the time. And that's the most annoying part. That was a tongue twister. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting really good. No, so that yeah yeah. yeah. 
like doing the little bit is fun like doing the acting or doing the modeling but just waiting around for shit to happen and yeah so saying that like that shoot was the most fun i've ever had in life at work is like a, it's a huge thing for me to say because that never happens i never have fun so like to even have fun it's a big deal yeah 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 it was great it was crazy yeah yeah it was a big deal and i think generally also it was like a pretty big deal i guess that i'm sure like when you were younger he was like one of the celebrities you loved i'm sure you still do uh so that must have been really fun yeah i actually saw him um when i was like not relevant <laughs> when i was not relevant that's okay no i actually saw him at a restaurant and like i was with my friends and then he walks in with his like entourage looking super cool, super cool and super cute he had like a black hoodie on and like they went to a private booth and they were just eating there and uh, like i was dying okay i was like listen let me go take a selfie with him like and my friends didn't let me they were like no do not be lame aisha like do not go run up to ranveer and like take this selfie with him like don't be this person and like i i was i really felt like i had huge regrets after that day like not taking these selfies with him but then like two years later whatever you know whatever yeah and like the amazing way that life works you didn't add which had you taking a selfie with him so exactly like full life. circle <laughs> yeah apna time aayega so lame so the, those dude bros right like it's cool man like it's cool to be waiting like your time will come those dude bros are right okay listen to those dude bros so i was going to ask was uh, if you had a favorite shoot or a favorite moment and pro- that's probably it right that was the one Do you want to know why it was like the coolest ever? Like do you want to know? Yeah. Should I tell you? I feel like I'm talking about this way too much and about like everything way too much. You just feel free to shut me up at any time. I can talk. This no, this is amazing. I mean this is I wanted you on because I knew you're someone who's uh, fun to talk to so yeah, go for it. Oh, how kind. Okay, okay. Let me tell you why this was like this was amazing so we shot this in thailand and it was very very so my agent didn't know if it was ranbir or ranveer okay so they didn't know which cuz he he couldn't hear it very well over the phone so it was just like anyone's guess which boy showed up to be my co-star i mean either way it was it was great you know and my like agent's favorite yeah. was actually <laughs> it was like a blind date that you can't complain about either way right um but we had to learn this dance so the one prerequisite to audition for this particular ad was that you needed to know how to dance whatever i did the audition and then my agent said listen you have to send a dancing video of yourself like you have to dance now uh that's the prerequisite and no i te- i have tried to hide this for pretty much all of my career which has been 2 years like 2 years in modeling like i really really this is a well hidden secret that i cannot dance to save my life and this is insane because my sister is a dancer she's she's taught ballet and jazz and contemporary she's very very good and uh, but i am the complete opposite person i've tried really hard it's just not it's not something i can do and um but i really wanted to be part of this ad like any like anybody you want to you want to do an ad with like either a ranbir or a ranbir right so i filmed myself dance and i mostly just smiled and snapped my fingers 
but it worked okay and they they were they were like ha okay probably maybe she can dance or something like like cropped most of my body out of it like it was just like so much jugad okay but whatever and then they had told us that we're going to have to learn dance so we're going to have to show up like for two days to do this dance practice thing and like we're going to have a teacher come in and teach you guys how to to dance or whatever and you will not believe okay who they got they got this dancer called bikke and he he has choreographed a bts Oh, okay, wow. and he takes like BTS's dance practice and rehearsal, and he's been like on tour with Rain, and he's been like BTS backup dancers for like music videos for like the Idol music video, and like he's been on tour with them, and I think so they got this guy to teach them Bira and I how to dance, and it was just insane because I was fangirling so hard. I was like, oh my god, like I suck so hard. You've had the privilege of teaching like the best dancers on the charts right now, and then you have me. But like he was very nice and kind, and but yeah, I mean that was so that was insane. Okay, so whatever he taught us how to dance, and then if I, I'm not sure, like if you've seen the ad, if you've seen the whole ad, they've literally cut out uh ninety five percent of the dance because I think it just looked so bad. Like it just looked so bad. We were fucking up constantly. Like there was someone stepping on someone's foot, and then something looking off, and then someone just facially looking like this did not work out. Like it was such. A scene, okay. It was such a scene that we were so unable to do this dance, and the only thing we needed to do was dance. But whatever, they cropped, yeah. they like completely cut it out. Because Ranbir uh, is like meant to be like a really good dancer himself. That's yeah, that's what I thought. But then he was fumbling and like, like I don't know. I don't. I think he was just being sweet. But like, we were definitely unable to do it. Okay, it was it was definitely not happening. But it was fun, man. Like it was a whole thing. Like it was a fun experience to just be sucky at something on set that you thought that you would generally be good at. Yeah, you got paid for not so, being yeah. good at dance. So win-win. I know what a win-win. It was such a win-win. But yeah, this happened. So cool. Yeah. So all the planets aligned. All your favorite things came together. I know. It was like this K-pop and Bollywood crossover, and like I got to be part of it. And now you have like six degrees of separation with uh, BTS, so you're living your best life. <laughs> yeah, and like he's following me on Instagram now, and like we're liking each other's pics, and then he like casually posts dance practice of taking like BTS's <laughs> dance thing, and I'm like, oh my god, like I'm gonna die, and I'm trying to be cool about it and yeah. not lame and obsessive about it. I'm trying really hard to play this cool. But yeah, it's it's working. I guess I hope <laughs> it's working. Yeah, it worked yeah, with yeah. Ranbir. It's gonna work with BTS. Like it's fine. Yeah, you got this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Sure. Thanks. <laughs> so when you got into this industry and like media and modeling and all of that and ads and were there some perceptions you had that were sort of that were true and were there some that were not true? Were there some like just from a personal point of view? Yeah, I mean, no, I didn't have too many perceptions to begin with. If you're talking about purely modeling, then then barely any to begin with because I re- when I dipped my feet in it, I really didn't know much or anything at all. With design, however, yeah, for sure, a lot of it is true. A lot of it is exactly what they say it's going to be. Um, I feel like design is a lot. It's harder. It's the it's it's. It's a tougher profession to be part of. It's tougher to be part of it, to be in the circle, to even do it. But 
but with modeling not so much it's been it's been much easier in kind of than than design has been so like design was something you thought was much more stressful in your life than modeling yeah it definitely was cuz there i mean there's so many designers everybody's great you are you're definitely not that good you're just stepping your foot into software the software is daunting if you've never really used a computer much before for anything other than like facebook or whatever so yeah software is daunting every i mean everybody is good you know what good work is because you have a trained eye you know what your work could be or what it should be and it's not that it's a lot of things i mean being a creative is the hardest thing that anyone can do and even now where software is piece of cake i even worked at adobe or and even though now like software is just nothing i mm. even think about um design is still daunting it's you're putting yourself out even though like with the modeling and the acting thing you're putting your actual self out there yeah. with design it's more like this is your brain and this is your you're mm. creating this and if you suck at this then that's just that's terrible because it's it's yeah, so yeah. like you feel so vulnerable right to put anything out there like it's so personal yeah, and it's such yeah. a like the, they they figure out the inner workings of your mind if you're actually an interesting person i feel like a lot can be told over the way someone designs something like a lot about the person Absolutely. can be said and so yeah man it's tough like being a creative it's like i don't know how you do it like it's hard dude it's so hard because yeah, yeah. um, you put a piece of yourself into everything that you work on so yeah it never to be even harder to put it out there yeah 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 it's hard it's really hard and then like you never really finish a project like you abandon it because you can just keep going i don't know if that that that's the same for you but i can just keep going and going and going and nitpicking everything to death and then just end up abandoning it so creativity is so hard and daunting that that happens with me as well yeah but i think eventually i get to this point where i'm so frustrated i'm like just let me just finish it and put it out there and see what happens i don't know if it's going to work out or not but I mean it definitely I go through like a period of anxiety but then afterwards I'm just like screw it let's just I mean what's the worst that could happen someone will just say they don't like it I'll have to yeah. move on to the next thing but yeah yeah that's, that's I mean it's just part and parcel of what we do I guess it really is it really really is and nobody talks about it enough they really don't I think people are just busy celebrating the victories and the colors and um the concepts but it just it really took a lot of people to like come up with any of it and nobody talks about that enough yeah that's one of the reasons i'm doing this is to like sort of give people who may not have an idea of what goes in making like art an idea of what actually goes behind the like creative processes and like understand what those people are going through to give you that piece of art whether you like it or not it's something that has taken time effort and blood sweat and tears and all of that so yeah 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 definitely definitely just everything everything has been taken yeah. from you <laughs> to put anything yeah. out there it's just take it looks yeah. it looks nice and it looks sweet and looks effortless mm-hmm. but that's just that's just what it's supposed to look like it's supposed to look effortless but really it has taken a lot to be there in the first place Yeah I think that's important like when everything works out it just looks great and people are like yeah that's amazing and then uh, people probably don't see what happened before that or maybe all the failed projects before that that led to uh, the really successful project which you put out now so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, man 
Great. <laughs> so hard. Like, yeah. and then, do you think I was just about, like, reconsidering uh, doing design more professionally mm-hmm. and, like, putting it out on my Instagram and things like that? Yeah. And now after yeah. this you conversation, should, I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 hell no. Hell no. For you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, While you were talking, I think, like, I just um, blanked out and was like, no, 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 no. Like, stay away, Aisha. It's going to take another year. Existential yeah. crisis, yeah. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. No, but I, I think you should do it. I mean, uh, my personal opinion is uh, you should always try it out. I don't know if you... <laughs> I'll send you my Tumblr link. And if you like yes. it, I'll post it on my Instagram. Okay, sounds like a plan. Yeah. If I'll you like that. my work, then I'll post it. Yeah. And if you don't like something, just tell me. Because it's easier for you to tell me than all my trolls. You know, I wouldn't like that. <laughs> we'll do. Constructive criticism coming up. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> um, so I know you spoke about like how you went through a lot of illness and like exhaustion and stuff, trying to balance everything out. But like, is that difficult for you? Is is it like you work so much that you f- you find it hard, or are you coming to terms and balancing your work and your life, probably personal relationships and home life and all? Is that something you struggle with? Is that something you reconcile with? Time management. I used to think that that was something that I could just do very very easily. It worked out really well in design and in my entire life in NID or at my jobs or anything. So in in the creative sort of design space, for sure, like time management was very, very easy and it definitely worked out. And I could balance my relationships and work and life and everything. It was all okay. But I think that's just because I was working out of a laptop, whereas modeling is a lot more physical. And I think when I started, realized like how ridiculously unfit I was and how hard and taxing shoots are because it's a minimum of 12 hours you're expected to be like a perky happy bee and look happy and run around and do things a bunch of times it is exhausting it's tiring and you've probably woken up at like four in the morning to to be there at your like 5 30 call time and there's no way you're leaving and then you've probably like traveled the previous night from another city from another shoot and you like it's a whole thing and, they, and your flight probably got delayed and like I think I was just not dealing with any of that very well. Exhausted all the time. I never showed up like having a full eight hours of sleep or nine hours of sleep because again like you can't really regularize your life or you can't really have a timetable because one day like you have to wake up at five and then the next day you don't have to wake up at all and then the next day you have to wake up at like eight and and there's no system and there's no schedule. So your body doesn't know when to fall asleep. It doesn't know when it's supposed to wake up. And it just knows that when it's awake, it hasn't gotten enough sleep. And okay. that was happening constantly. I think I'm just a lot weaker mm-hmm. than other girls. I don't know what it is. I feel like these girls are really badass. Okay. And boys, man, you guys have testosterone, whatever. Like, I'm not going to talk about you. But yeah, like, I feel like these girls are really, really strong. And like, I am just not. Mm-hmm. And I thought like my regular ghar ka khana was like doing it for me and whatever. But it's it was not. Like, it was just not. Yeah. Um, being unfit and like being tired all the time. That was what it was. And yeah, of course, I mean, you want to have a life also like other than work, even though you're being overworked and flown from city to city and like just having no time to breathe um, and no time to sleep and nowhere to sleep in particular. Yeah, balancing personal relationships can be really hard. And you want to meet your friends and you want to meet like everybody and and like, Man, it's it's really. I don't know how people do this. Like, if you have any advice for me, like, can you just give it to me? Like, how 
I have no idea. Yeah, like, because yeah. in Jan no and Feb and stuff, I had done so much work and I was flying from Sydney to Sydney. So wow. much. I, like, yeah. And there was New Year parties. Like, how the heck are you supposed to balance all of that stuff? To give someone a job on the 1st of Jan, that is a cruel mm-hmm. day to give someone a job. And like, what? Am I not yeah. going to celebrate New Year? Like, come on. Like, yeah. what the hell? Like, I got to live life, bruh. Uh, that that is what it is. So really, really poor time management skills. Really bad dealing with like life and work and sleep and just basic things that they teach you in school <laughs> that you're supposed to deal with. I have no idea to deal yeah. with. Um, yeah, yeah. No. And that's the yeah. That's what led to like being mm. sick and exhausted and groggy and like grumpy all the time. And my friends were like, "Why are you grumpy?" Like, bro, I'm grumpy because like I've slept for two hours and like I've been to three cities in one day. So, yeah, think of physical and an emotional like whirlwind that times. I I totally agree. I think we're we're sort of alike in that sense, but more yeah, physical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but more physical yeah, than emotional. Sure. Like my friends will understand if I can't see them, but like but everything else, just yeah, yeah. Just, it's okay. These are good it's problems. True, true. They're good problems. Like, like I'm working too much. Gonna be on too many billboards. <laughs> like they're such good problems. I can't even complain about this and like sound serious because it just I can't do this. You know how can you be serious about this? For sure. I think in that way I think we're sort of similar because I have a lot of those problems myself. Because um, I'm going to show yeah. and I know. If I'm on shoot, that means like that day is done. Like I'm getting there early in the morning, one hour before shoot. I'm gonna get home an hour later, one hour, like an hour later after shoot. How do people party after shoots? This is what I want to know. Like people hang out after shoot. Yeah, I've done that. Do you know this? Yeah, I've, I never do that. Yeah, I've done that on a couple of occasions. I was working with um, Excel for like a year, and we were working with like, a couple of long form projects. You end up making like some really close friends and relationships and those sort of things. And um, uh-huh. yeah, inevitably, one of the days after shift, someone will have their home really close to where the shoot was happening, and they'll be like, "You know what? Just come over, we can have pizza, and yeah, all of these drinks, and everyone just come on. We haven't like hung out, and like obviously, people are like probably depressed because they haven't like socialized in like months because of this project. So, yeah, you know, and now it's over, and like yeah." not even it's over like in between like they'll just be like okay yeah everyone's like really close to home just come and like hang out and like let's oh, try man. to be human ones so yeah you do that like that that's something i wouldn't recommend to anyone so if you haven't done it i'd say don't do it it's just yeah not, yeah my body doesn't physically let me say yes like two plans when the shoot is over so like i wouldn't e- like for you to even have reached said location after shoot to chill is is speaking volumes about your like <laughs> your stamina so we are not the same we are definitely like no it's impossible yeah so like if if yeah no i will not chill after the shoot that's a good one, i think i will go to sleep after work I'm pretty nice that way. Like I'm pretty, yeah. I'm responsible that way, more yeah, or less. More or less. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. That that's a, like what you said was an issue. I also have like because I get exhausted after like even like two or three days of like an ad shoot. If it's like fifteen hours, sixteen hours each day with travel, 
I need to take a break for the rest of that week, man. Because I I can't physically do anything after a shoot for like at least a day or two, especially with the sort. How do people do it? I have no. Like, what do they know that we don't? <laughs> right. I always feel like even even my parents are like, "How are you always so tired?" I'm like, I don't know, man. I just am. Like, this is just how I am. Like, I know everyone else. So I met a photographer recently, and he said I might have chronic fatigue. Because he said he had chronic fatigue, and he said, you know, because I've observed you in a bunch of shoots. Now we work together, and I think you have chronic fatigue. So, like, that is why you don't last a whole day of shoot. So maybe you have it too. Maybe like we're all just victims of this thing that we haven't gotten checked. I didn't even know that was like a real medical condition. So that's gonna be my excuse, even if I don't. I didn't either. I didn't either. But now this will yeah. be my excuse for doing shitty at shoot. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No man, like, but you gotta ask your friends how they're doing this, like how how it to last till the end of the day. I know, um, of a day of shoot, like, dude, you gotta do a podcast, okay? Like, I'm sure lots of people want to know just how to pace yourself and how to last for yeah, the entire day. That is some shit. Like, I will listen to that podcast like every night in my sleep. Hopefully, one of my guests will have the secret sauce to doing that. Um, So here, so yeah, I'm sure. Ask Ishan. I'll do that. Yeah, I'll put that down. One of the things I'll definitely ask him is that how does he survive all these shoots? I know he he does a lot. I know he's like he works a uh, lot. Also, and he's fit and he yeah, eats he right. Does. Like he meets people. Like I don't know how you're doing this, dude. I just don't get it. Yeah. So maybe maybe that episode will have the answers to all of these uh, burning questions. <laughs> I'm so excited to tune in and see what he has to say, because <laughs> like you gotta ask him, okay? Do it for me. Like you have to have to ask. I need to know. Yeah. Or you can like WhatsApp me or something. No, no, don't WhatsApp me. I'll never see it. But like, but yeah, tell me somehow. Messenger pigeon or something. Like convey the message to me. Smoke signals, club penguin, whatever. You are quite hard to find. You're quite elusive. <laughs> oh no. But I found like a really good way to manage time, though I'm not particularly good at it, is to just get off your phone. It's so useful to just stop WhatsApping and then to have a bad reputation, like amongst your friends and loved ones and fam and whatever, that you just act, you just don't WhatsApp. You know, once this reputation, this bad reputation of yours has been built, then that's just the best thing that can ever happen, right? Because then no one will ever expect you to respond to them, like, and then you can just. Get on with your life and do other things. Just a little life hack for everyone listening: just stay off WhatsApp. That's something I've done. I've tried to stay off WhatsApp mainly, but then Instagram DMs are now like such a huge thing. So now, like that's a whole other. Like instant messaging, you have to build a bad reputation with instant messaging. Like in all spheres, like whether it's Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or like whatever, like it's everything. Okay, you don't text people back. That is just the reputation you have to build, okay? And I'm telling you, it's the best one. We had like this quite, I'd say, meteoric sort of rise at the top of morning. I, I feel like it's something not everyone gets to experience. So I know, like you, you already said, like you're super uh, grateful that that's happened, and you struggled with keeping up with the pace of it. But if you had to do anything differently, would you would you do anything differently? I guess. Start modeling and not know much about it. I was definitely more inclined to fashion 
and the images that people made in fashion, just high fashion. I ended up not doing too much high fashion when I started. It was very commercial because I like smiled in one shoot and then that was it. Everybody, every client henceforth just wanted me to like smile, whether it was fashion or commercial stuff or whatever. But I mean, I, I can't even say that I have regrets about this, but I, I did while it was happening because I just wanted to stop smiling and shoots because all of my pictures looked the same, you know, whether I was in like a cool high fashion piece that was like with this bright sort of smile thing. Like I wanted to look cool and like smoldering, like I wanted to look like a model who like intimidated people, you know, but could never because look at my face. And I think that maybe if I just didn't do that first smiling bit thing that I did, then perhaps I would be more <laughs> intimidating. I don't know, as a model. But but then I don't know, like I think I'm okay with how it turned out. Like I'm okay with now being the smiley model that smiles at fashion shoots because it's sort of become my thing, even though I didn't necessarily want it to be. Um, so no, I mean, there are no regrets. And if I can even think of a regret, I mean, this might have been it, but then I don't think things would have happened for me the way that it did if I just didn't smile as much. And like, I was very like, I was not very confident about it to begin with. Like I used to tell my agents all the time, like, I don't want to smile. Like, please don't make me do it. Like, da, da, da. And um, they were just like, go, you got to enjoy it. Like, this is your thing now. Just like, like, just do it, man. And then like a lot of people would DM me and say, oh my God, it's so nice to see that like high fashion models can also smile. And that you bought this, that this thing that we've never seen before. And it's, it's, it's just nice to see, I guess. And like, like we don't want to look at sulky girls anymore and I'm like oh my god but I love sulky girls but I guess if you're telling me that it's a good thing I should like I'm gonna just believe you so now I totally think it's a good thing and now I love like smiling all the time but yeah like while it was happening there were definitely regrets you just wanted to smolder and smile in the start but now you're stuck with smiling yeah man Tyra Banks I never got to make you proud like I just never got to live my smiling moments and, and like now though like I'm trying to like get into the smiling and shit but like but man there is that shoot there is still that shoot in that client who's like no but I shall please just do the smile now and then like what are you gonna say no no I think that that makes of course sense. not yeah <laughs> fair enough <laughs> Yeah, you know, fair enough way of overcoming it. So, yeah, this is not like a very good answer to your question. I think that's that was the last of it. I think that was the that was the last question I had for you. Sadly, oh my god, the last question is like, what are your regrets? Like, that's such a okay. I have one more. Like, that's a hilarious way to okay. Have a nice one to end on. Um, I love it. Like, you are me. I am you. Like, I would have totally ended it the same way. Like, what do you regret? All these things. Okay, bye. <laughs> no, but we, I, I, I am doing a little segment with everyone. Just spread a little inspiration. Would you, uh, for everyone listening, I know you're going to say a BDS song, but that's totally cool. Is there a song and a movie that you'd recommend people watch either because you just enjoy it or it's had some sort of an impact in your life? Uh, drop those two. So, um, a movie I would recommend is Requiem for a Dream. I don't know if you've seen it. It's by Darren Aronofsky. It is just, I mean, it really, really shocked and moved me. I think if you have a child who's getting into a drug problem, show your child this movie because your child will either never do drugs again or be happy again. Um, but at least your kid won't have a drug problem. You've done your part. That, that was... <laughs> No, but Requiem for a Dream, man. What a good film. What a good uh, soundtrack. I loved it. I really, really loved it. 
and a song i can do this a song hmm. what's the best song ever i think i think you got to listen to a song called outro tear it's by bts english isn't their first language it's just it's beautiful it really is beautiful i think you should listen to that you're not going to like bts if you listen to outro tear as your first bts but their rap is the stuff i enjoy way more than anything else and i will forever be a, a rap line enthusiast again like only armies know what i'm talking about so like it's cool like you have no idea what i'm saying you're not even going to know what i'm saying it's it's fine like let's just but yeah the song is called outro tear and the movie is called requiem for a dream so that's what nice uh, recommendations so guys you can check those out aisha's little song and movie recommendations thanks for coming on it's been a pleasure thanks for making the time um and Thanks for having me and tolerating this. <laughs> no, uh, I've enjoyed vapid rambling, but thanks. No, I've, I've had a great time. I hope you had a good time as well. Probably we both learned something along the way. Yeah, of course we and, did. Yeah, I had a great time. Thank you. And people want to find you where do you find you what are your socials? So my social everywhere they're pretty much the same. So my Instagram is Aisha Kanga. and my twitter is also just aisha kanga i have stan twitter I, my twitter is pretty much stan twitter so you're not really going to enjoy it so i would just re- recommend following my instagram oh you could you could follow my spotify playlist oh my god you you could just search for aisha kanga and i have made very recently the spotify playlist i think you might like it go follow my spotify playlist there's like a song for everyone on it and there's a playlist for everyone on it. So you really took your time out on that like you really spent some time building that up. I did awesome. like I even changed the DPs and stuff to make it look like stabbed and legit. Did you do this during so, the like, lockdown? I did the DPs. <laughs> I did it during quarantine. <laughs> I definitely did it during quarantine. Yeah yeah yeah. So like that's literally a song for everyone. My favorite one however is Rich Lesbian Soundscapes. So that should be your first one. And Litty Bops through the ages. That's also a good playlist. So yeah, just at Aisha Kanga on everything. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, just go right over and check out Aisha's playlist. Um, so yeah, that Yay! I think. Yeah. So I think that's a wrap on today's episode, guys. I hope y'all enjoyed. Please follow Aisha on all her uh, social media channels. And yeah, that's it. Uh, the podcast will be available on all major streaming platforms: so Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and we'll also have it up on IGTV and a little snippet on YouTube the next day. So check that out and uh, give us a follow. Uh, this has been Karan and uh, Aisha. So thanks for tuning in, and see you next week, hopefully.